First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Okay. Long weekend is here. Hope it's off to a good start. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sports. Blue Jays in Colorado tonight. Top of the third. No score in that game. Uh, we had a text earlier about John Candy. Of course, his uh, final two films were uh, released after he passed away. We will give away a canned ham t-shirt to the uh, we'll just do this by text 7804960063 to the first person who can correctly identify John Candy's uh, final two films that uh, came out after he uh, passed away one of them sort of ties into canned ham in a way or at least a pig meat 7804960063 that's just by text for this contest we will go to the phone portion of the show, the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. For this gentleman to join us on a Friday night at 7.07 is a huge deal. It's Oilers Now host Bob Stoffer checking in. Hey, Bob. Hey, Canadian bacon. Is that what, that's what it was? That's the, the, yes, and there's another one people will have to identify as well. We need both. But, yes, Canadian bacon was the uh, one related to pigs, sort of. So there you yes, go. That was where uh, they joked, Americans joked about the only time you can get Canadians upset as if you badmouth them about hockey or something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah, something, or were they something trying to take like, over? Uh, were they trying to take was, over Canada? That was the invasion of Canada directed by Michael Moore. Yeah. Oh, there, oh, it, it, it might have had that joke about hockey as well. I mean, it's been years since I've seen this film. Uh, well, John if Candy. Anybody's gonna know, if anybody's going to know movies, it's the guy that worked at Blockbuster well, for 18 years. As I often say, though, I, I'm at the point where uh, because I worked at Blockbuster, uh, for not quite for 18 years, but I, I, I can often tell you what the poster or the cover box looked like as as much as the content of the movie because you were always putting movies away. Uh, but Canadian Bacon, Alan Alda was in that, Rhea Perlman, Kevin Pollock, Rip Torn was in that. That's a good cast. Anyway, left uh, Dan Aykroyd had an uh, uncredited appearance. All right, anyway, uh, that's fun. Well, where where are you right now? What's going on? I am in the catacombs of Claire Drake Arena. Uh, the Golden Bears hockey team play their first game of the year tonight against Grant McEwen. I'm uh, with the show moving, uh, 5 to 7 starting next week. Uh, you and me are probably going to see a little too much of each other on a regular basis. Now you're going to be stuck seeing me every day. Uh, but uh, I've got to take my swings when I have a chance to go watch the Golden Bears play. So I'm uh, coming out for their first preseason game of the year on September 1st. Nothing says uh, hockey more. Then sitting in a uh, 60, let's see, they built it in 58, 42, so we're up to 65 years old arena. 
uh, to watch a team that, uh, well, they'll be competitive. I don't know if this is on paper the deepest team. They've got a couple of good players off at NHL camps, but we'll see how they do. When you, and look, the Bears, uh, there are always high expectations for the program. You did play-by-play. That's how you and I first met. You were the sports information director. You've continued to cover the team uh, extensively. Do you, like, have you been fairly accurate with your sense of how good the team is going yeah. into the season or have you ever been pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised? I would say for last year's team to make, to make it to the national championship final, I would be pleasantly surprised um, only because it wasn't in the West. If it was in the West, I might like if it's in the West, my expectation is they because usually there's an extra team out of the West uh, and travel such a factor for these guys because they're not used to it. They're not used to flying across the country and so you know, I would think off the top of my head, maybe the last six times the national championships have been held by a team uh, in the West. The Golden Bears have, I think, won four of those six tournaments and lost uh, the other one in 2019 in the final. So they've been pretty good uh, when it's in the West. But, uh, I, I, you know, they'll compete for the Canada West. They probably – what's happened here, Reed, is because of the NHL expansion – you go from, you know, 30 to 32 teams uh, at the NHL and AHL level. The Bears used to get a lot of really good undrafted 20-year-old players or guys that were previously drafted that didn't get signed. Now those guys are getting one- and two-year contracts in the American League. Right. And so their high-end talent has changed. Like, I, you know, Edmonton Leonard Derek Ryan's played 500 games in the NHL. The last year I did the Bears was 07-08. Derek was a third-line center. Like, he was a 60-point scorer of the WHL. Uh, Ian McDonald and Dylan Stanley both scored over 90 points in the Western League. Ian McDonald was a six foot three center that was third in the league in scoring in the WHL when he came to the U of A. So they don't have quite that high end. And as a result, they also have guys that used to be fourth line guys that were 50 point scores in the Western League that are, you know, sort of in their third line or second line, middle six forwards. Uh, Western University Cups 2019, UNB beats the Bears in Lethbridge, 14 in Saskatoon. Bears win, 13 in Saskatoon. UNB wins. Edmonton, 06 and 05. Bears win both of those. Three years in Saskatchewan, 98-2000. Bears won two out of the three. So, uh, yeah. Four to the last six. There you go. Yeah, and and they've been in the national final four consecutive seasons. There was just a couple years wiped out by COVID. They won in 18, lost in 19, 22, and 23. So, anyway. 19 with two guys that have gone on to play games in the NHL. Like, you know, and unfortunately, you remember, Luke Phelps was the player of the year that year. He broke his ankle eight minutes in a championship game against UNB. Yeah. And Zach Sachenko, who later played for the San Jose Sharks. Luke played last year for Chicago. He's back with the Blackhawks this year. Um, you know, he, that was the worst start he had as the Golden Bears goal center was in that final game. And then he ended up signing with the Sharks. So, they got a good program. Um, high expectations every year. And the beauty for us, Reed, on our, you know, with the 630 Ched, with the massive 50,000 wattage that dominates rural Alberta and is a huge part of the Oilers fan base, you know, in rural Alberta, right now we're watching a team that's got the expectations of being a Stanley Cup contender. And you and me have the privilege, on a, you know, you for all of the home games and obviously working the road games back at Ched, but, you know, me, Jack, and Cam have the privilege of watching you know, the two most dynamic offensive players of an era on a nightly basis. And, and, and now with the addition of guys like Ekholm last year and the maturation of a Bouchard, uh, Stuart Skinner's emergence as a number one goalie, 
I think there's uh, a very exciting time here in oil country. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I was on your show two or three weeks ago, and you said, are they a, a contender? And I said, Bob, I'm at the point where where's the evidence that they're not? Uh, and, I, and look, I'm not picking them. I'm not being a homer. I'm just saying we, we've seen some teams that obviously weren't contenders or weren't even playoff teams. I mean, let's recognize, e- even with some of the question marks or some of the weaknesses, and I, I know the one thing, and I, I like you, I'll do hits on other radio stations and other markets, and I often get asked about the goaltending, and I'll say, well, you know, for most of last season, the Oilers, you know, had Campbell struggling and were below average in goals against per game because, what, most of the year they were 18th to 22nd. I think they went up a little bit at the end of the year. But yeah. uh, And I, I do expect, I, again, I don't think it's unreasonable that Jack Campbell's going to bounce back. I mean, you and I always tracked that save percentage stat, and we sorted it by the goalies that had played enough to qualify. I mean, he was 47th out of 53rd, then 50th out of 50, or what, like... I don't think he's going to be in the bottom 20% of goaltenders again, especially the way he finished last season. Well, I mean, Edmonton had an easier schedule down the stretch. That's part of the reason why I didn't waver when the team lost that game in L.A. 6-3 in early January to drop them to 21-18-3, 42-game mark. And I said, I'm not wavering. They're finishing with 48 to, you know, 52 wins, and they finished with 50. But they went 14-0-1 down the stretch. They were ninth in the league in goals against after Matias Eckholm joined the team. Now, they did have an easier schedule. But I expect a third line, like, you know, Holloway for me, McLeod, and uh, and Fogel. Fogel's playing for a contract, and it's time for Holloway, you know, to, to see, I think, regular. I think he's going to be a top-nine guy. I know Yanmark might start there at the start of the year, but I think Yanmark and Derek Ryan are going to be on the fourth line. I think they'll find a way to try to get Broberg some more time. And I do wonder if at some point, you know, I, I, and I'm not going to share any inside secrets, but I have to think at some point, do they look at adding another right shot D or an upgrade there? And it won't be over Bouchard, you know that. So um, I think that Broberg's going to get the first opportunity to play on the right side. We'll see how he does, possibly with that home. But I don't think there's any, you know, Ron McLean was on today. You know, he was talking about the impact Ekholm had made and that the Leafs didn't have a guy like that. Then Mac T came on today, and they're both going to join us in Oilers now, as you know. And Mac T's like, how do you like, I told him that the Athletic had Edmonton ranked 20th in management approval, and Anaheim was ranked 18th. And, and to me, you know, that's, a, 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 that's sort of what happens when fans respond because fans that in, are interested enough in Anaheim are positive about their team, and fans are all in in Edmonton. And they hold the team to a way higher standard. So you and me live it on a day-to-day basis. I think this is a good team. I think this will be a better defensively team. I don't know if they'll score as much as they did last year. I did some predictions and had a bunch of the guys a little bit lower than last year. Sure. I think, I think they'll be top five in offense. And if they can be top five in offense and top ten in defense instead of 17th or 18th overall like they were last year. They'll be a stone-cold mortal lock to be a top six team in the league in the regular season. Uh, I'm wondering, any thoughts on the Gagne and Sutter PTOs? I, Bob, look, I, I, I got a lot of respect for Sam Gagne and he's, yeah. he's found a way, uh, but a lot of fans are so sentimental about Gagne coming back, and I told this story on a podcast I was a guest on earlier this week. I said, you know, Bob and I had a guy we called the Gagne hater, hater. Like, let's not make it sound like he's always been beloved, and unfortunately he was a good player on a bad team for part of his tenure, but with your take on those two uh, PTOs and if one guy is, is more likely to make it 
Well, I think Sam earlier in his career had great expectations to generate offense. And much like Mike Comrie as a smaller guy, maybe took some chances that made him, you know, at times defensively unreliable only because he was trying to generate. Like, it's kind of like a quarter. I, I, like, remember when Josh Allen was at Wyoming? And they're like, well, why is his completion percentage so poor? Well, he didn't have a good offensive line, and he didn't have receivers that he could just throw the ball up to that could go make plays. Right. <laughs> right? And it was Chris Sims who said, this guy is going to be the best player of the draft class. And, oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson's going to be really good too because they didn't have the support class around them like some of the better uh, quarterbacks coming out of other schools. Um, and so I think in Sam's case, the others just weren't as good back then, and he had to cheat a bit to create some offense and take chances. Sam's totally reinvented himself uh, a couple times. Now, he's coming off a difficult – I think he had double hip surgery in the offseason. He didn't play for Winnipeg much in the playoffs. Um, we'll see how it goes. In terms of Brandon Sutter, I, I mean, I don't – you know, Cam Moon saw him skate down. I, I'll defer to Cam. He said, he, you know, Brandon's never been able to put on weight. I wish I had that issue. Um, but, but, you know, I think he's got a chance. I, I think both guys got a chance to make the team, and the Oilers aren't carrying a lot of contracts. You know, they're in the, they're in the low to mid-40s for contracts. So um, I'll be intrigued to see what happens here in training camp. Uh, you know, maybe we're looking at – and, I, and I, I do think that there may be a couple players with a little bit more size that if they become available on the waiver wire, that maybe the Oilers look at those guys as well. Okay, and uh, we'll wrap up with the uh, Labor Day Classic. Uh, if you and I aren't talking hockey on or off air, we're often talking football, specifically quarterbacks. Uh, I was saying earlier, Chris Jones has kind of uh, been in the line of fire with the fan base uh, regardless, because earlier in the season it was like, why doesn't he change McAdoo and or Corny? And now we've seen Ford come in, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm glad he made a decision that if they're winning, but why, how did he not know earlier? Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's the, the life of being a, a head coach. But Ford has provided a spark. I mean, certainly for me, uh, as much as excitement I've seen around a quarterback since Riley came here. I, I would defer to Morley or Dave or Brendan or Blake on this because I'm not 100% sure of the rule. But if you have a Canadian at quarterback, does that count as one of your Canadian starters? Do you have to have one of your national starters? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, I think quarterbacks are exempt from that. Yeah, that's why I yeah. thought, too, because I'm like, why don't they go get the uh, guy that was at UBC that played at Penn State that transferred that backed up Roar class here? Oh, uh, O'Connor? O'Connor? Yeah, I think, is it Logan O'Connor or Michael yeah. O'Connor? Yeah. yeah. I think it's Michael O'Connor. Logan O'Connor is what's oh, called was with Right, Colorado. right. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so, I, but, uh, I mean, so I mean, in Ford's case, he can move. I mean, it's kind of ironic that a Canadian quarterback has to prove himself athletically. Because there was a time that, you know, black quarterbacks in the CFL, you know, like Lamar Jackson, if he'd come up with uh, Don James in Washington like Warren Moon did, Lamar Jackson would have had to have come to the CFL first. And, and now it's like the Canadian, maybe, maybe we get to a point here 10 years down the road 
where Canadian quarterbacks actually have a legitimate chance and don't have to sit and watch a guy have a 48% completion percentage and ring off an 0-9 record before they get pulled as the number one guy. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, by the way, the last score I saw, I don't know if you were watching it, Reed. The uh, Golden Bears were up 17-5 at the half down in Calgary. Okay, thanks for that update. I hadn't seen the latest score. Bob, uh, thanks for doing this on a Friday night. I'm sorry I made you miss part of the game, but, I mean, it, it, you, you will have well, a few Well, I'm going to knock on the door to see if they'll let me back <laughs> in, and I'll give you a quick update. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> it is uh, no score. The Bears are out shooting them 6-1. There's 8:48 gone on the first period. Bob, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the Labor Day Classic. I will see you on Tuesday. On Tuesday. See you, bud. Bye-bye. That is Bob Stoffer checking in. Oilers now host here on 630 Chat. As always, a uh, wide-ranging conversation with Bob from John Candy to the Oilers to Trey Ford, Canadian quarterbacks. I think we hit on a couple other things there. He always finds a way to work Lamar Jackson in as well, which is pretty cool. That was Bob Stoffer checking in. Love to uh, visit with him for sure. Blue Jays have fallen behind Colorado 2-0. Bottom of the third, the Rockies are still batting. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in tonight, including on the off-topic topic, which famous person would you buy a meal for even after they've already eaten you don't get to eat with them you just get to express your uh, gratitude love admiration through uh, purchasing a meal we'll catch up on those we got a couple other fun things coming up including name the animal it's inside sports on chat with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, so Big A wins the Can'tham t-shirt by being correct on the text line. Bob Stoffer helped out with one of the movies. John Candy's final two movies that were released after his passing, Wagons East and Canadian Bacon. Huh? Wagons East. I don't think I ever saw Wagons East. Uh, definitely saw Canadian Bacon. I've seen Canadian Bacon. I haven't seen Wagons East. And his fi- and his his the movie before that, perhaps one of his best known movies, uh, Cool Runnings. Ah, yes. Uh, John Candy. Uh, what turned out to be later in his life, J. He was in JFK, the Oliver Stone movie. That was kind of different for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Buck, 1989, of course, uh, a classic, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, 1987. Spaceballs and Plane, Trains, and Automobiles in 1987. Wow. What would be the best John Candy movie be? I mean, I, I think I would say Planes, Trains, and Automobiles if I had to pick one off the top of my head. But I don't know. All right. You there, Kellen? Or are you yeah. just fed oh, up, yeah. you just no, fed no, no, up no. with the show? No, you got me my uh, <laughs> head scratcher here for best John Candy movie, man. I don't know. I, my vote would be for Spaceballs, but that's kind of like Canadian Bacon's good. I love Canadian Bacon's Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great career. Gone far too soon. Okay. 780-496-0063. As we uh, are going to have some fun in the last uh, half hour of the show. Some slight changes for Inside Sports. Just slight. Not that major next week. We'll outline how uh, that is going to work. We're going to play Name the Animal. We'll catch up on some of your messages as well. Hope your Labor Day long weekend is off to a great start. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 